humankind. And the purpose of this is that you can get into nikah and have a spouse with the object. You may acquire this tranquility and peace. This is the objective of nikah. The sukoon. The object of nikah is sukoon. The issue is where the sukoon will come from. How is the sukoon going to be achieved? In the khutbah of nikah, the nikah is performed, the khutbah is decided. And in the khutbah,
the case of that he would be going out of his way to please his wife, or the wife going out of her way to please the husband. But both are displeasing Allah. That can't bring any happiness to the man. The primary thing would be to please Allah. Allah Allah is pleased, Allah Allah grants that happiness. وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً Allah Allah says that among the signs, the distinguishing signs of Allah, and خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنْفِسِكَةً وَرَادَةً لِتَسْكُمُوا إِلَيْهَا Allah Allah says that He pauses so that you can get the sukoon. وَجَعَلَ Allah Allah is being who created that love and that compassion between the spouses. Due to which now this bond is created. On the one hand, you see the primary aspect, they take the bond. This is taqwa. You see, the person has submitted to Allah ta'ala, and Allah ta'ala confirms what he wants. Allah ta'ala grants his sukoon, grants his tranquility, grants his muhammad. So, you see the first aspect, that this sukoon comes when they obedience to Allah and they will obey to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala grants what we want. So that obedience has been decided in Ibadah. There's an obedience in what we feed ourselves in our families. Because what we feed ourselves is what we need in the outcome of our actions. So now we should be very conscious about only eating halal himself and feeding himself in halal. So that the food will come out of halal. Even if it is little. Narration that the wives of the people of the past, <coughs> the Syrian Akhutari mentioned that the wives of the people, or someone mentioned about in the Syrian, that the wives of the people of the past, when the person was leaving for work in the morning, the wife would say to him, please, look, whatever you do, bring halal in front. We are not a but don't feel a haram. Because you feel a haram, you will destroy us and yourself. Now this person will be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he will be conscious in his ibadah, conscious in his muhammadah, in his dealings. And then the very important thing is, he will be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his muhashara, in his social life, and in his family life. Now his social life and family life, on the one hand, how does he deal within the four walls of the home? And what do you think? manner of dealing with the four walls of the home which has been given to us in one hadith of Rasulullah where the requirements that a person should look for in a person has been mentioned. Somebody has proposed for your daughter, for your sister, whoever is in your care of responsibility and you are happy with that person's deen and akhlaq. Then get the nikalah. All the other things have to be mentioned. What is his financial position and status? Okay, he can take care of his wife, he can take care of the necessities of life. But how, what kind of car he drives around him? What is his net worth? All that has to be mentioned. Two things have been mentioned. Deen or who or kuloka. You're happy with his deen? Now, deen shows everything. But from deen, one highlight is being mentioned for Kulokha and his akhlaq. Part of deen. But if this akhlaq is missing, then it's very hard and very difficult for this bond to sustain. 
in the market. The senior fabric is some thread. When you bought two bricks together, there's some cement. When you bought paper together, there's some glue. And everything was bought only with what is meant for it. You try to bond the two bricks together with thread, you never work. Person tries to bond fabric together with cement, you make a mess of it. Everything has got a special bond and it is bond with that. What bonds hearts together is akhlaq. It is akhlaq in a home, then there will be happiness, there will be unity. It is akhlaq in an extended family, then there will be happiness and unity in an extended family. It is akhlaq in a community, then there will be extended community. It is akhlaq, the special ingredient of akhlaq. And out of these things of Akhlaq, Akhlaq is a very completely comprehensive aspect of being. There are two very major things for this aspect of unity, this bond, whether it is between spouses, whether it is between the members of a household, whether it is the extended family, wherever it may be. For the working people in one business, there are two specific aspects. And the two aspects, one is Tawamu, humility, and the other is Ithar, giving preference to the next over oneself. Giving two very salient qualities in the life of the That's most humility. When a person has this humility in him, then he can take a lot of things in his life. But he's not trying to make himself one better than the next. He rather regards himself all the time and rather he's humble servant of Allah. So if I'm the humble servant of Allah, if somebody has said something fine, I would have said for a moment, let it be. He now learns by the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And regarding the activities of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, one of the things that is mentioned is that man taqaba li nafsihi abada. Allah Zubi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam never ever sought revenge for his personal self. Never. Anything and everything came, he just took it inside and let it pass. To the extent that he did not want even his enemies to be hurt. <coughs> Application of Muhammad, three thousand Christians. And as a result, he was bleeding. As his blood flowed out of his Mubarak body, he was holding it back and taking and keeping it on himself, not allowing one drop to fall onto the earth. And as he's taking the pains to make sure that no drop of blood falls onto the earth, three thousand snakes will go around him. And for certainly one drop also falls onto the earth, the adab will come now. I'm trying to say that. So that inshallah Allah When the Bhagavad mentioned this, that I don't want the Azam to come upon them. Somebody said, make Badwa against them, curse them. But they have done for you. The response of this was, Allah Allah you guide my people, they don't know what they do. So this was the height of Tawazu and the height of Akhlaq. So he has this humility that he doesn't have any space for revenge in heart. He doesn't have any space for anger, personal anger. His tolerance was of a level that could not be surpassed. <laughs> All this is that a love which unites. But yet, 
each person wants his own say. I would have the last say, and I would prove to the next person that I'm on better. Then unity is already lost. That happiness and that Muhammad is already gone. But when a person has this quality in him of humility, I'm nobody. I'm absolutely nobody. And this was that highlight in the life of Rasulullah. But he went on the greatest journey, the journey of Mi'raj, the seven heavens and beyond. And when Allah spoke to him directly, on that occasion, this great journey took place, Allah described it in the front and he Subhanallah, Asra bi Abdu. Glory be to Allah Ta'ala who took his Abd. Abd is literally his slave. For the servitude and Abdiyat was the greatest attitude of Rasulullah And there could nobody, there was nobody that could have been close to his Abdiyat and servitude to Allah. Because he was the greatest Abd, he was taken on the greatest journey and given the greatest rank by Allah Ta'ala. Now that same lesson we have to bring back to our life. The lesson of Abdiyat and the lesson of humility. Lesson of Tawam, not having any kind of air about ourselves, removing pride, arrogance, and being the humble servant of Allah. And man tawada alilah, rafa'ullah. The reason I'm saying is the one who humbles himself, Allah ta'ala, for Allah ta'ala, not for anything else, not for the sake of any recognition. He humbles himself for Allah ta'ala, rafa'ullah, Allah ta'ala, and everything. Provided him humbling himself for Allah alone. So this is what brings about the bond and unity. And then there's an aspect about the third eye and the flame, the aspect of taqwa and the sun, the three eyes that are recited in the Uttar of Nikah. We start to highlight this ayat where it's taqwa and controlling the sun. Because the person strips more by his sun than anything else. And the person who has learned to control his sun, he has controlled many things. And just to link this up to one particular lesson, these are days, the days of Hajj. The Jaja are already getting ready to leave, many are talking about this frame already. One hadith that he starts to say, Al-Hajjul Mabrur, Laytanahu Jadaru Isal Jannah. The Hajjul Mabrur is the only reward of his Jannah. And the word he used, Mabrur, it actually means virtuous Hajj. A Hajj full of virtues. And now this was a General word, what is he even referred to? So somebody asked me, Sasu, Mama Pirukhaya Rasulullah. What is the special virtue of Hajj? Hajj, once in a lifetime, is compulsory upon a person. How many things are done in Hajj? Tawaf is there, and Sari is there, and then there's the other thing. so many other things that go along with it, and there's Madhava, the Haramin Shedmate. But now, person who's going to Hajj, is obviously going to do all this. Go without saying. And he said the special virtue of Hajj will make the Hajj of Abhur three things. What are the three things? The arm of the arm. Feeding people. Imagine this is the virtue of Hajj. Feeding how much, whatever, whatever virtue of what? There's no restriction with it. Feeding people. No time to go to the details of it. The second one is Shah Salam. If arm of the arm, if Shah Salam. Making Salam common. Sometimes the person goes for Hajj. And he's obviously passing thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people over a period of time. 
But besides nobody knows, he's probably away from his home country or somebody, he's away off, you know, he's not very When it's a beast up, you see, you shout salam. And the third thing which is related to the topic we are discussing was speaking with salam. What's in a drop for hush? Once in a lifetime, compulsory. And such a great reward. And the special virtue of hajj among the things that are highlighted was people kalam, sweet words. Can we imagine that special virtue of hajj? What must be the virtue? How great must be the sweet words itself for it to become a special virtue of hajj? And those sweet words are brought alive in our homes. But the person is talking, he's not barking. Many a time, unfortunately, this is the common story. Behind the spouse, they are not talking, they are barking. There is no manner of saying something, they are just issuing of instruction. So Dr. Abdul-Mahir great personality of his time, he wants just to give a lesson to his associates. He said to them, in my whole life, I didn't ask my wife to do one thing for me. If I wanted a glass of water to she would pick it up that this is what I probably want. She would do it before I asked for it. In my whole life, I didn't ask for it. This is something they understood. But in any case, the three words around, sweet words. And when the sweet words will bring sweetness into the heart. And bitter words will bring bitterness in the heart. When there's bitterness in the heart, there will be a bitter feeling in the home. And then that sukun that we are aspiring for, I can be only a dream. But with the sweet words, there's even of correcting a person, there's a correct way to do about it, go about it. A correction is necessary, there's something that has to be corrected, has to be corrected. But there's a correct way of correcting. Sometimes the right thing is done the wrong way, that will spoil it. So in any case, the zikah, the object of the zikah is sukun, and the sukun comes, the three ayahs that are recited in the chutzah of zikah, all deal with the aspect of taqwa.